A dentist may inflict pain. The surgeon may inflict pain in doing surgery on the hips or the back or other places involving an insult, an assault on the body. But we don't describe these things as injuries. Why? Well, because they were things done with the approval or consent of the person who suffered the harm, and they were accepted because they were thought to preserve the life and health of the patient. We would say then that these surgeries inflicted hurts, but they were justified, not in use, not unjustified. When we say that killings could indeed be justified under certain circumstances, we imply that we're willing to call the same act as justified when it's performed under the same circumstances by any other person. And that gives the proper universality to the act as a morally justified act. That the same kind of act performed under the same kinds of situations would be justified wherever it occurs. It's curious that we find certain pacifists and, as we'll see later, certain conscientious objectors claiming as an article of faith that it's categorically wrong to kill, that it is wrong to kill under any and all circumstances. But to insist in that way that the act of killing is entirely detached from circumstances and moral discriminations would be to say that the killing done by a Hitler and the killing done by those who would resist being killed unjustly by Hitler would be on the same moral plane, each wrong in the same measure. But whatever else we can say about a sentiment of this kind, a supposed moral argument that puts on the same moral plane Hitler and his victims could not plausibly offer itself as a moral stance or a moral argument. The killing we've come to call genocide involves the willingness to kill in a sweeping way the members of a whole racial or ethnic group as though race or ethnicity determined the moral character of every member and stamped them all as worthy of death without making any discriminations between innocence or guilt or considering whether the killing in any case could be justified. With those terms of genocide or murder or theft, the moral judgment has been made. And so we should be careful not to be drawn into the mistake of considering whether we can speak of justified or unjustified genocide. By the time we've applied those labels, the moral judgment has already been made or factored in. But if the moral judgment hasn't been factored in, then we should be alert to the point that we cannot form moral judgments on the basis of reports of acts or things that are in themselves contingent or wanting in moral significance, as in driving a car or using a computer. There's no moral judgment implicit in the accounts of those acts any more than the account of Smith taking the hose of Jones on the wall of the garage. For some unaccountable reason, the same mistake seems persistently to confound people on the matter of lying. There seems to be a disposition to charge people with lying when they say something untrue, regardless of whether it was a slip, a shading, or a misspeaking without moral significance. Even Immanuel Kant said that it was not wrong to speak falsely to the thief who has us by the throat, wanting our wallet. As a matter of common sense, people don't think they're doing something wrong when they fail to disclose to a friend the surprise party they're arranging for him. Have they lied? Or do we reserve that term lying as we reserve the terms of theft and murder for acts done for wrongful ends, acts that inflict harm without justification? It makes a considerable difference as to whether one is not telling the truth about a surprise party as against lying for the sake of defrauding, cheating people out of their savings or concealing one's guilt in a serious crime.
Plato had Socrates make the same point in the Republic when the question was put of whether justice inherited in always telling the truth. And he had Socrates ask, what if a friend whom you knew to be deranged asked you the whereabouts of a weapon? Would you be obliged to tell him the truth? The answer, of course, was no. The telling of the truth in that particular case could produce an unnecessary, undeserved harm. And so the telling of the truth would not have been warranted. As I suggested in that last session, if it were categorically wrong to speak other than the truth, we'd be faced with this moral inversion. We'd have to indict as immoral the people of Copenhagen who hid Jews in their homes during the Nazi occupation and who didn't tell the truth to the agents of the Gestapo who were at peering at the door. To treat the injunction against speaking falsely as a categorical imperative, one would have to place...